When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Super excited you decided to join us. Um, before we do that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. The, the, they're always, I, I can't even imagine the next technology that are going to roll out, but they're always rolling out new technology. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. As I'm taping this, there's a 14-day free trial. Nothing else like that on the web. No one else believes in their product like I do. No one's giving you a 14-day free trial. If they are, let me know. I'll make mine longer. But uh, Because I believe in it so much, I believe it's it's everything you need to become a better basketball coach. So go over and check it out, and let's head off to the podcast. Out of your very busy day to listen to this old man, you know, I have a great interview today with Jake. Um, it's a great perspective. doesn't matter if you're a youth coach or a high school coach or a college coach. Um, Jake is a former high school coach and just kind of his perspective on the game and his journey um, and where it's kind of led him and where it's going to lead him. Um, Jake, tell me how to pronounce your last name so I get it right. Cause everybody's uh, name I butcher so bad. Uh, it's German. It's Stager. 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 Yep. It's, it's very German. Yeah. Um, just, I always go off on side tangents on the intro, but it's funny. My brother and I did, my brother did the 23 and me thing. Okay. Where he did all the genetic testing. Okay. So um, I am 100% European. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Collins, my mom's maiden name is Mary Margaret. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're, we're like 53% Irish and uh, Irish, Irish and English, I think it is or something. But, but Steger, that's, that's a nice German. It's very German, yes. All right, so um, I'm going to do a full disclaimer. Jake's been on, Jake is a member of teachhoops.com. And him and I have talked. I basically had to shut both of us up because we were talking beforehand. Yeah. Usually on my podcast, um, like the one I had earlier today, I don't talk to anybody. I do pronunciation and then I go because it's very conversational. Yeah. So just a disclaimer for people that are listening. Um, I had to stop us. 
because we started talking about something that's like, oh, stop, we, this will be good for the for the podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to turn it over. I'm going to turn it over to Jake, and what he's going to do is, like most of the people on the show, uh, he's going to kind of tell us his basketball journey, because um, what I have found, you know, doing this for the last month or so, and and doing all, you know, I can't even keep track of how many I've done. Um, everyone's journey is a little bit different, but there's this, there's this underlying pattern I'm starting to see. So what I'm going to do is turn it over to you. You kind of tell me how you got into this coaching gig. Um, and then, uh, and then we'll go from there. All right. So, um, coaching, um, you know, I'm currently 31 years old. Um, I, my first dream of coaching, I, I graduated <laughs> Slinger high school. I played, uh, Basketball under Al Sheevy, um, uh, loved basketball very much. Um, and so I was always interested in wanting to be a basketball coach, probably at the age of 14, helping out a camp. So I just kind of knew that that was kind of a thing that I really wanted to get into. And so I knew that I wanted to go into coaching. I actually probably started going into coaching more than I wanted to go into teaching at, when I really started my <laughs> so, Sorry, I'm laughing because it's like – I love teaching. I love, I mean, I, I had, a, too, yes. you know, I had one of those really good days in class today, blah, 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 you know, you do, but it was the exact same thing. The hook was coaching. It is. Yeah. But then once I got in, it's like, Ooh, this is a good gig. I love it's interacting great. with the kids, kids. And you know, it's, I tell people there's nothing like it. It's, um, it's controlled chaos. And, uh, but every day is different. Like I, when I walk into school, you know, if I'm teaching something, I might've taught it 20 times, but those group of kids haven't heard it. And exactly. how, they how they interact with me changes. It's not sitting behind a desk. I didn't want to be an actuary. I'm a math teacher. Right. So I didn't want to be an actuary, but um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. So, and then um, I started my journey of coaching basketball. I started coaching club basketball um, at Slinger. Um, I did that for uh three years I coached seventh grade and then eighth grade eighth grade then I took a year off because I was on the verge of my student teaching and then I did eighth grade again and then I was doing other coachings and so forth and then um you know I started teaching and I got into education and it was a time where teaching was really difficult to find jobs so I taught at a private school on 76 in Good Hope called Early View Academy of Excellence um it's a uh, K-4 through 12th grade uh, school and they had a basketball team and their athletic director asked me to coach and uh, it was varsity level at that time. Um, it was non-WIA but we played other varsity schools and so forth and that was my first experience of coaching uh, varsity basketball and uh, I really enjoyed it and we were 500 and I really thought well this is exactly you know my dream is kind of coming together and and then a, a job opened up in a small community outside of Fond du Lac area um, called Mayville. And um, I, I took that position and I coached there for five years. Um, and I, I've enjoyed it. And there's a lot of things I've learned from it. Um, and uh, I think at a certain point, you just kind of, you got to step back and think, well, where, where am I now in regards to basketball? And your life changes too, as you go through this whole journey of a coach. You know, I had a daughter. I got married. I got married first, and then I had a daughter. And, you know, I did everything in the right reason. Order. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that would be approved by my parents, kind of thing. And then I just kind of stepped back, and you know, and, you know, at some point in your career, you know, and some people, you know, you you step back and you think, well, I think it's time for me to step back a little bit and reflect on where I see myself in the next five to ten years and what's best for me. 
as a basketball coach. So I stepped down in that position for pers- you know, just personally to spend time with more of my daughter and my wife. Uh, I don't foresee not to get back into coaching, continue to coaching. I love, I love the game of basketball. But I think it's often important that your heart and your heart and where you are in regards to your program and in the sport of basketball and what you do, you got to be 110 percent committed because it is a it is a tough it is a tough business. It's a tough job. It's a tough gig, and what people don't understand, and I and I'm just going to jump in here from someone that's coached at the high school level for almost 30 years. People don't understand that we it's a high school job. You know, I'm not I'm not um, Coach K. By any stretch of the imagination, I don't make what few makes at Gonzaga. I mean, I would make more working at the convenience store down at, you know, the Correct. corner than I do coaching because right. I'm doing coaching all the time. I mean, right. you know, our season ended and I'm moving on and I'm trying to figure out our schedule and I'm trying to figure out what our JV schedule is going to look like. And I'm trying to figure out what, what fall are the boys out for, um, are they out for spring sport? And what are we doing in the summer? And it's like, it never, I mean, literally I'll tell you what the only time it, it ends is when I go on spring break. Cause my deal for my wife has always been, she gets, we get to go on spring break. We get to go on a break. I try to shut down that week. And then the two weeks in August after we're kind of done prior to me taking, I coach volleyball too, before the volleyball season starts, we kind of take those two weeks. Those are the three weeks I try to turn it off it's about 30% off, you know, it's still always lingering. Um, but I don't think people realize the amount of time. I mean, if you're going to run a successful program and you're going to impact these boys, not only on the basketball court or girls on the basketball court, but also in life, it's a 24 seven, you know, I am communicating with them all the time. You know, you know, Chris made the all-star team. I'm, I'm collecting money. I'm trying to figure out money for, I mean, it never, it's like being a parent it is you're parenting them all the time and then you send them off in the world and then you get a new group that you're going to parent right Um, but i don't think people realize the the pressures first of all and the expectations and that we're not really getting compensated for it other than the love and then you know (laughs) the hardest thing is too is that the real standpoint of what you're judged on and it's it's, it's the reality of everything is, is based on wins and losses and and so it is, it, is a difficult, it is a difficult gig and you have to have a thick skin and you have to understand that there are some things that are out of your control. And, but a number one, like I, like you, you said, is 110% of your time needs to be committed to your program because the really good coaches and the really good programs are going to outwork you. There's nothing else you can do about it. Right. And in, in the game, like we were talking about with Steven's point, they, neither one of us outworked each other. We had each other scouted to no end. We knew what was going on. We had conveyed it to our boys. Boom. I mean, it, it's not, you can't show up on Friday night and expect to get it done. Um, <laughs> it's just not, I mean, it's too competitive at this point. Um, and, and the thing is, and this is something for young coaches that are listening to this, it's hard early. Um, you know, when I started and I was, geez, I don't even know, 28, 29, 30, something like that. I must have been in my third, early 30s. You know, this young pup taking, you know, coaching these kids are 10 years younger than me. Um, you don't have a, you, your window is relatively small at that point too. Now, my window is a little different now that, you know, we've been very successful. I've won a lot, blah, blah, blah. I have a little bit different window now just because of where 
I'm sitting than when I was in my early years that, you know, it, you don't get that, you know, people aren't patient. They're not waiting for, you know, the seventh graders to come on through. Um, and that's the hard part. And it's high school basketball. It's, <laughs> that's the thing. It's, and it, that's what I don't think people understand. It's, it's high school basketball. It's not college basketball. I'm not a division three coach. I'm not a division one coach. Right. You know, I teach math right. and I coach basketball. Right. The teaching math is what keeps the lights on in the house. Right. Well, people don't, I mean, that's, <laughs> I think that's the hardest thing too, is that, you know, it is a selfless job. And um, I think that people just, if you're going to get into coaching, you have to understand what, what you value. And, and, and really you, I think the first thing you have to understand is as much knowledge as what you have as a coach and someone that started so young in their career is you have to be able to understand who you are as a person and how are you going to be able to portray yourself. And as a young coach, I think you want to be liked. You want to be able to, you know, be the kid's buddy. You want to be this and that. You really got to develop that thick skin and that authority figure and really understand that balance. And I think for a young coach, that's really hard to do at a young age. It, it's really hard. It's really hard. Oh, and it's, easy, it's actually easier for me now. Yeah. Later, because now I have I'm 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 fatherly to them. You know, I I I probably as close to this group this year, in 2017 as, geez, I gotta go back to I gotta go back to like 2005 that you know the first group that did it maybe or something. I mean, I've had close groups and I've been close to them, but as a group, it's crazy. It's it's almost it's almost fatherly at this point because I'm old enough. Right. Joke with them. They know the buck stops with me. <laughs> they know they show up late to practice. Holy heck's going to happen. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Please go over and check our website, teachhoops.com, for coaches who want to get better. 14-day uh, free trial. It's got, it's got office hours. It's got one-on-one -on -one calls. It's got handouts. It's got practice plans. It's got how to do just it's – it's got a roadmap for you. That's what you need, a roadmap. Um, so go over and check that out. Again, it helps us keep the lights on. It helps us keep this 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 uh, train a chugging. Um, subscribe and like. We would love that. Um, if you love these podcasts, especially on Apple and Spotify, if you leave us a five star review, we would really appreciate that. All right, let's head back to the podcast. But then I can also teach. You know, they think I'm funny. That you know, I don't know how to use Snapchat. They trying to show me how to do. They they think coaches. You know, coaches wearing his funny hat again. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. So. Um, I think that's a little bit of the relationship that as you get older, it's, it becomes easier. I think really, do. I think that that's, that's true too. And then, you know, I think that another thing that I would suggest is someone that started coaching so young is be, it's okay to take your time going through the ropes of everything. I think a lot of times people want to go from point A to point Z in a matter of five to six years, you know, it's okay for people to take their time and find out who they are as a coach and learn from others. I right. think it's really important. You know, I think for me, one of the reasons I see this, now I'm not the only one that's done this. I've seen this a lot in, especially in our area and other coaches, a lot of young coaches in their early thirties, you know, I want to be a varsity coach and they just don't understand what it really is like to really be around that unless you go and you, you watch other people do it and be around it. It's, it's right. And, and I had somebody, I had somebody um, in our league say this, and it was interesting. He basically said, it's a big difference sliding one chair down. It's way different. It's 
way different because I was an assistant. So I was an assistant in Wausau for seven years. Then I came to Memorial. I was assistant. So I was an assistant for almost 10 years. And, and I can tell you this, I took a little bit from every head coach I was under. I took a little bit of each one of them. And that's who I, I mean. And then I had a little bit of who I was and I put them all together. And that's who I became as a coach. And that's why I've been, I think I've been successful. Obviously I've had really good players, but I think I was able to, to build it when we weren't very good because I took those pieces. It's like, Ooh, I like that you do that. Ooh, I like that you do that. Well, I'm not going to do that. But I like that. And I, and it's just, it's, everybody wants to rush it too fast. You're right. It, it, it's, Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I've read books about it and they, and they talk about the best way for people to learn. And I guess they're, you know, we talk about teach hoops. We talk about, you know, you talk about the best way for people to learn actually is through mentoring and through other people. Um, you look at, you look at Bobby Knight with coach K you look at coach K and the, the plethora of great coaches that he has had in the years. That's because they have learned through that whole process of being part of it. And I think that often we are, you know, yeah, I have so many basketball DVDs and books on my shelf right now. It's overwhelming. So, it so overwhelming. and this is going to be a, this is going to be a, this is going to be a 1000% plug for everybody that's listening, but it's literally the reason I started teach hoops for two reasons. Don't get me wrong. I want to make a buck. I want to take my family on vacation. Right. 100%. There's no doubt about that. But the second part was I think doing it this year, cause I started it in October. I think it made me a better coach. You and I have had great conversations. I've had great conversations with people in California all over because it makes me retweak what I'm doing because what happens is, and I see this on my staff, you get in a little bit of a rut. Like my staff has been together so long that we're almost finishing each other's sentences, which is fine. And I think it's part of the reason we won. But I think the bigger issue is sometimes we don't think outside the box. Sometimes we're not thinking, ooh, we need to do this. And one of the conversations I actually had was about a matchup zone with somebody. wasn't you. And it's like, ooh, we should try that with our group. And boom, about middle of December, it clicked. And it clicked with the team. And it's the reason we played in the state semifinals. Because we played that because we could defend. It, it, it's, it, you need somebody to talk to that maybe isn't in your circle. <laughs> I call it the circle of trust. Because there's only so many people I really trust right. huh, about my team. Right. Um, you know, but then there's got to be other people that, you know, I, I've, I talked to a coach, I talked to a coach in California, maybe two, three weeks ago. I want him to win. I, I want him to be successful. I have no hidden agenda other than trying to help him become a better basketball coach. Um, and I think people lose it. And it, again, it doesn't have to be teach hoops. Um, and it doesn't at, at all. Um, you know, I'm plugging teach hoops.com, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be a former coach. It can be somebody that, is in your community that isn't connected, can't be the, the point guard's uncle. You know, it's right. got to be somebody that's disconnected that has no hidden agenda. Just somebody to talk to. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it's crazy. And, it, and it's helped my game, and that's why I'm going to keep doing it because it's like this has made me think, you know, I'm thinking about, okay, strength and conditioning. What are we doing with our guys? Ooh, I don't like that. What are we going to do? So I'm going to put what we do on T-Tubes, I'm killing two birds with one stone, to be honest with you. Um, Cause I'm going to talk to somebody at the UW when I get back from spring break and we're going to talk about a few things and kind of, I'm going to kind of try to tweet. I think that what you talk about too is that, 
you, you instead of trying to grab everything from everybody else, you start having conversations and you start thinking about, you know, what is your vision for your team? What, what, are they, what is the best? What are your strengths and weaknesses? I think it's, there's so many great things happening. And, and you know, like you, you want to pick up the one, two, two from Villanova, or you want to pick up the one, three, one from Michigan, or you want to pick this offense up and this and that. And you, you start to lose the, your own identity as a coach and you start to not realize what you and what your strengths and weaknesses are as a team. And so I think, you know, from a young coach and any advice for any coaches is, all right, what is, what is, what is, what do you value as a coach? So you, so I'm going to pause you for a second. So you have literally hit on what I was thinking about. This was a walk. This was the day after we lost in the state semifinals game. And I took the dog for a long walk and I yeah. just needed to get out of the house. It was actually 4 a.m. That night I took a picture and posted on Twitter. It was like 4 a.m. I couldn't sleep. I was feeling bad for the boys, blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I started thinking about T-Troops because the season was over. And, um, the, the, the problem is, I, what I call it is, it, there's so much noise out there. There's so many things. If I, if I could point over there, if I went over there and I showed you all the DVDs I had, all the books, you can see the books in the background. It's so much, it makes my head hurt because I can't do it all. So what I thought is, I'm going to do a roadmap for, for a coach. And here's your roadmap. Go down this. So what are you going to do? You're here. What are you going to do? And I started working on it. It's work in progress. But I'm going to get everybody started down the road. And it's like, all right, let's talk about offense first. What kind of offense do you want to run? Why do you want to run this? So all the things that you and I as teachers think about, I'm going to try to put it in. Because that's what it – otherwise you're thinking. Right. It's kind of like the teaching world we talk about. Yeah, you know? I, I need more quick hitters. I need right. more of this. It's like, and I have coaches on my staff that say, slow down. You don't need 16 quick hitters. Get three really good ones. These all repeat the same thing you're trying to teach with the other ones. Because we're all thinking we're not doing enough. And we have all this stuff in our heads. And it's just boggles. I mean, it's, it's in 50 years of it, it makes it worse. I mean, trust me. <laughs> it's right. Like, because, and that's why we got simplified. So I'll, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a story that with my team. So you saw us play this year. We played a matchup zone. Yep. Unbelievably well. Really good. Boys bought into it. So we were playing Middleton, who had two had two Division One basketball players. So Coach Collins is thinking, all right, maybe we'll have to run a, a diamond and one. Maybe we'll have to run a triangle two. So the week of, we're practicing, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I, I just want it in my toolbox in case I need it. You know, we're going to start in the matchup. But if I need it, we're going to do it. Every one of the starting boys got to one of the assistants and go, Coach, like tell coach they didn't come to me but they go they went to all my assistants they go we we gotta we gotta run our matchup we believe in it coach we believe in it so it's like i was thinking we needed more stuff the boys were going no we don't we got this coach we can run this we'll do what you tell us to do it got back to me we, were, we joked about it at the banquet it's like all right no one actually came to talk to me <laughs> but they got to all the assistants and said we believe in this coach and we'll do what you we just don't we, – we don't think we need that. And that's the thing is we have all the – it's me panicking, basically. And you've done the same thing. It's like, God, they're going to press us. How are we going to break it? You know, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's not what you know. It's what they know. Right. You know, and, and, <laughs> you know I, I went to the coach's clinic last year, and the coach from Kakana, he made a really great good – Great coach. Point. He's a great coach. Yeah. Great coach. He takes a couple, I think, five or six big concepts – 
of everything that you would do in a normal, and he has five or six drills, and those are the only drills that he does all year. I mean, in his in his practices, and so I think another thing is, as coaches, we we see this great drill, we're gonna add it to the mix. I like this drill, gonna add it to the mix. Ooh, that looks really great, creative with ball handling. But guess what? Every drill is gonna teach him how to pass. Every drill is gonna teach them how to do this, this and that. And you want to pick everything because whether Roy Williams is doing it right now at North Carolina or at Coach K, or whatever, you know. It gets to a point, does it fit your system? You know, could it fit your kids? And is it better than the five or six drills that you normally do for whether it's rebounding or passing or this or that? Right. And I thought that really made a point because I remember when I started my first year is I was trying to pull every cool, innovative, creative drill because that's what was hot right now. That right. Was- the boys don't care about that. Literally, no. if I tried to change, so we warmed up. You saw my team. Pressure was an issue for us. That was one of the yeah. ways you could beat us was pressuring our guards. Yeah. Every day we started practice with a pressure drill where we would get pressured and we'd have to break it every freaking day. So come January, February, I said, let's do this drill. They looked at me like I was from Mars. They go, no, coach, we're not doing that. We're doing this one. And then they went off and ran their drill because they knew they knew why. Because I don't do anything without telling them why. Um, I said, this is why we're doing this. We lost the previous year because we didn't do it. We're going to do it every day. Right. All year. Like next year, every day my team's going to have to work on rebounding because we don't have a big guy in the middle. We're going to be big, but we're not going to have a – we're going to have to work on rebounding every day. And you don't have to do an innovative drill. No. Um, When Wesley comes back, we we play cutthroat, which I've talked to you about before. We played it when he was there. When he comes back, we're still playing it. You know, he – he never lost a cutthroat drill. You know, he always does that. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we try to get the new, you know, we all go to those coaches clinics and we write 85 million things down. <laughs> and we only need one, you know, one good drill. And then maybe I can throw that one out and put a new one in. It's crazy, I think. I think that people have to understand in this generation is that if I were to, you know, you know, when I decide to coach again, what I decide to do is that, you, you take what you really want and you stick with that and that's your, your meat and potatoes. But really when you look at clinics and stuff, I think people need to focus more on how they can build relationships with their players, how they can communicate with their players, understanding, you know, parents, understanding the, the, the 21st century kid, you know, understanding how the system works because those are the things that, you know, are probably the hardest to really wrap around and really get a good understanding of what you need to do to build a program, you know? Yeah. Out of building, you know, it's just, it's just those are the things that you know occupy your time because right. you can try a million different drills, but guess what? Sooner or later, they're all going to do the same thing. And I've told you this too. I'm married to a psychologist. I am thoroughly convinced with 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 high school boys, half of it's convincing them that they want to do what you want to tell them to do. I'm yes. Talking. I mean, and that goes to building relationships. You know, I'll tell you right now, you know how many times I saw my boys play last summer? Once. I saw them play one game last summer. Because I sent my assistants off. They don't need me harping on them. Right. They don't. I mean, we did stuff in the gym and stuff, you know, like we do. And they, we, we had camp and all that. And they see me. And I'm there. I'm there at open gyms and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't go. I saw them once last summer play as a group. But I sent my head assistant, my top three assistants all went and did it. They just need to hear a different voice than me sometimes, too. Um, 
because they're going to hear from November to March all right. the time. So it's like, I want to build, I don't want that friction all year round. I just don't. I mean, I don't think it's healthy. I think it's part of the issue we are having with AAU and, you know, our state association opening up this huge window in the summer now. Right. I think uh, that coaches, coaches feel obligated. I think they feel yeah. pressure. And, and especially, again, especially if, you know, it's one thing if you've, you've had a winning program yes. for 20 yes. years. Yeah, that would be a different point. I don't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, people are, you know, you're going to got kids that are playing AU, but, you know, you got to, you know, you come to a position where you, you've been in a program that's not been winning well, or you're a young coach, you feel that you have to try to do everything. And that can be very overwhelming for young coaches now with this new rule in the summer, because and I better have all these open gyms. I better have all this stuff. I got to put my body in every, everything that I do. Is got I got to be a part of it. And it, it, it gets right because then you got to go watch the young kids and blah blah yeah. blah. Because if you don't, your feeling when you're a young coach is that's the ammo they're going to use. Hey, he didn't open the gym up enough. He right. was involved. Blah 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 blah. Right. I don't care. <laughs> right. I'm in a different boat because I'm I'm far enough in my career and we've won enough that, that I don't have to do that. Um, but I think it, I think me not having to do that has actually helped my relationship with my players. It really right. has. Because, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it just really has. I mean, you know, like Jake, who's going to UW to play football, said he had more fun this season than any sporting event he's remembered in a really, really long time. And that's a football kid. He's going to play on Saturdays in Camp Randall. Yeah, he was a beast, man. He's a beast. Yeah, but, but, but he played a sport with his friends that he'd gone to middle school with. And, you know, it was that joy. So, and yeah, anyway, that, that's a whole side note. But that's a whole um, other conversation. Yeah, it's a whole different conversation. Um, hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join, 14-day free trial. And then... Stop the car, subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right, maybe. Have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.